I know he, he holds the future, and life is worth a living just because he lives. God sent his son. Christ lives, I can face tomorrow. Because Christ lives, you can face tomorrow. It doesn't matter what the devil does. It doesn't matter what the evil one does. I can face tomorrow. This week, um, the whole month, the church has given us to talk about intercession. So my topic today is going to be on what is intercession? Intercede. To intercede for your brother to intercede for your sister, to intercede for the church, to intercede for the whole nation, to intercede for everything that is going on in our lives. That is what we are dealing this month. And it is my prayer that at the end of the sermon, God will rekindle the spirit in us so that we intercede for our brother, so that we intercede for our sister, so that we intercede for the church, so that we intercede for the nation as a whole. And we intercede for world peace. Hallelujah. At this time, you ask yourself, what is, the, what is the meaning of intercession? Last week, we were privileged to have Elder Aquada here, and he talked about interceding. Now today, I'm asking myself, I'm asking you, what is intercession? What is intercession? Are you willing to go a step ahead further? To not think about yourself, but to think about your brother to think about your sister, to pray for somebody else, to intercede on somebody else's behalf. It is my prayer that you look at that and you intercede on one another because there is special blessing God has for you if you intercede for each other. Amen. What is intercession? Intercession is an action of intervening on behalf of another person. 
Intercession is speaking on someone's behalf. Intercession is defending someone. Intercession is interceding for the weak. When you are weak, Christ is strong. I want you to know, church, that somebody here, somebody is here all the time, between the hours of 9 to 10, every service day, to intercede for you. So if you want to join the people who come in here from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. before the start of service, you are welcome. And all they do when they come in is they intercede for you. Intercession is an integral part which is very important to you and I. And I'm sure by the end of the preaching, by the end of the sermon, you'll be able to understand. You'll be able to add interceding for somebody into your prayer lines. Amen. One benefit of intercession is it brings peace. Recently, when, we're, when I was watching the news, I learned Turkey has been able to secure peace between Russia and Ukraine so that they can send some wheat from Ukraine to other parts of the world. Because they are saying Ukraine supplies 40% of the world wheat. So right now, since they are in a fight for their lives, they can't supply it. But right now, Turkey has been able to bring peace between these two nations so that the global world can get wheat. That is what, even in our worldly setting, Turkey is doing. What do you think our Most High God is doing on our behalf? The Bible makes us understand that Christ is interceding on our behalf. He is interceding on your behalf. Right next to the Father. Let's turn our Bibles to... Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Ephesians 6, 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always pray on, and always keep on praying for all people in the Lord. That is our main theme we are supposed to look at. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Keep on praying and pray for all the Lord's people. I am part of the Lord's people, so I also need your prayers. Amen? Amen. Presiding is also part of the Lord's people, so he also needs your prayer. You are part of the Lord's people, so you also need the prayers of the godly people. Amen. Amen. Who is interceding for you and I? The Bible makes us understand in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 24 to 25. Hebrews 7, 24 to 25. But Jesus lives forever. He has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely, not half, not a quarter, but completely those who come to him, those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. He is living to intercede for you. As I was giving the definition for intercession, I said interceding is an act of defending somebody, defending the weak, protecting somebody, lawyering up for somebody. Are you lawyering up for your brother? Are you interceding for your sister? Are you interceding for your church members? Are you interceding for each other in the church, in God's vineyard? The Bible makes us understand that we should intercede for each other. 
Because God up above is interceding for you. How is God interceding for you? When you read the book of Job chapter 1, the Bible makes us understand that the devil went to God in his presence and he asked for permission to attack Job. You and I, God has been protecting us. What is God doing to intercede for us? There are so many ways the Most High God is interceding on our behalf. The Bible makes us understand that Christ came to die for you and I. And as a result of his death, he's been able to bridge the gap between us and God. Our, our actions and our inactions are sinful. And definitely, we are not eligible to go to Christ. But thanks be to the Most High Christ dying on the cross, you and I have a power. We, you and I have the, there is no gap between us and God. And any time God is about to judge us, he looks at the blood that was shed on the cross. That blood is interceding for you. That blood is interceding for us in everything that we do. So even when we are walking, when we are doing everything, the blood is up ahead of us and it's interceding on our behalf. It's breaking every yoke. It's casting out any attacks which come our way. And it's also behind us, defending us. Hallelujah. Jesus lives to intercede for us. So you shouldn't belittle yourself. You shouldn't look down on yourself. Just keep in mind that you have a great intercessor. Who is Christ Jesus? Who is interceding for you? What is worrying you this morning? What has been worrying you for the past month? For the whole year? Remember that you have a great intercessor who is Christ Jesus, who is interceding for you. Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles real quick to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ. He is interceding for you. He is protecting you. He is praying for your good. He is making good wishes and good plans for you. For the plans he has are not, are not the plans of man. There are many a times that our fellow human beings fail us. But I want you to know Christ has a good plan for you. And he's interceding for you. He wants you to succeed. And he's going to make sure you succeed. He will intervene on your side. He will intervene on my side and we will make it a success in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 5, verse 6. If we can turn our Bibles to Romans chapter 5, verse 6. You see, at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might die, might possibly dare to die. But Christ did it for you and I. Is that not an intercession that he did for you and I? I am sure when I go out there and I ask somebody to die for me, maybe my wife will do it for me. Look, she's shaking her head. She's like, no, she won't do it for me. But look at our sinful nature. Not knowing who we are. Not knowing what we are doing. Christ went a step ahead to intercede for you. We were supposed to be condemned to death, but Christ in his infinite wisdom, in an infinite love for you and I, interceded for you and I, 
And how did he intercede for you and I? He died on the cross. And by dying on the cross, he's been able to bridge the gap between us and God. What greater love is this? Father, we thank you for interceding on our behalf. Father, we bless you for interceding on my behalf and seeking for my well-being. Who is interceding on your behalf? The next one I want to talk about is the Holy Spirit is interceding on your behalf. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. Romans 8, 26 to 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. When right now we ask you, what do you need? I know somebody will give me a list of what they need. If you ask me right now, what do I need? I have a list. And when I begin the list, we can go into days, weeks, and I won't be able to give you the complete list. But the word of God right now is telling us that the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. When we go down our prayers and we are praying to the Most High God, by speaking, the Holy Spirit interprets to God so that he sends a response to us. We do not know what we need. Human beings don't know what they want. When I ask you what do you want right now, you give me a separate list. What do you need right now? You give me a separate list. But the word of God right now is teaching us that the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. So when we are praying in tongues, when we are saying whatever we want to say to the Most High God, he is interceding on us. We should not forget, we should not just limit ourselves and pray in just our native languages. But I pray that you'll be born of the Spirit so that you can speak in the heavenly language and the Holy Spirit will intercede on your behalf. The Holy Spirit will intervene and interpret your prayers. Amen. Who is interceding on your behalf? Right now we've learned that the Most High God is interceding on our behalf. And the Holy Spirit on the other side is also interceding on our behalf. So what do we have to do as humans on this earth? We also have to intercede on somebody else's behind, on somebody else's behalf. We were doing a Bible study this week, and President was making a very nice quote. He said, we need to be more, there need to be more Jesuses on this earth so that we can propagate the word of God. If we need to be more Jesuses on this earth, what is Jesus doing right now? He's interceding up there for you and I. So what do you and, her, you and I have to do? We have to intercede for somebody. Look to your brother or your sister and tell him or her, I'm going to intercede for you. I didn't hear that. I'm going to intercede for you. Why should we intercede? Because God is telling us to intercede. Turn your Bibles with me to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because Christ lives. 
of fear is gone and now I know yes I know he holds the future and life is where a living just because Christ lives First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 Here are my directions Pray much for others Plead for God's mercy upon them Give thanks for all he is doing Pray in this way for the kings and others who are in authority over us or in places of higher responsibility so that we can live in peace and quietness spending our time in godly living and thinking much about the Lord. We are supposed to pray for people in your higher authorities. Who is in higher authority? If the nation is at war right now, <laughs> you and I wouldn't have the peace to be doing what we are supposed to do. We will be in a scramble. If people are in higher authorities and they are at war, you and I are not going to have the peace to think about the Most High God, to praise the Most High God. The Bible is telling us right now that we should pray for people in higher authority. When the presiding, let's take for example, presiding is going through something, he wouldn't have the time to intercede on your behalf. He wouldn't have the time to intercede on my behalf because he has his own battles he's, he, he's fighting. But if we intercede on his behalf, he will have time to intercede on our behalf. If my sister is going through something that is bothering her, that is not giving her the time to spend time with the Lord, she'll be going down. Spiritually, she'll be getting weaker and weaker. But if you and I are interceding for her, she will have the peace of mind to concentrate on the Most High God and intercede on your behalf. Brethren, the Most High God is telling us in 1 Timothy that we should intercede on each other. We should intercede for people in higher authorities. Let me break it down to the authority. Who has higher authority in the house? It's the mom and dad. So if the mom and dad are going through stuff, they are struggling in their livelihood, what happens to the kids? The kids wouldn't be even brought to church. The kids can't even go to school. The kids can't have peace of mind to study. And what will happen? There will be so much chaos. But this morning, the Bible is making us aware that we should intercede for each other. We should pray for each other. It is my prayer that by the end of this sermon, by the end of this week, the Holy Spirit will rekindle the Spirit in us to intercede for each other. If one of us is having a business and the business is going down, that person can't pay their tight. That person can't come to church and pray. That person can't come to church and even pay their offering. And eventually, what will happen? They wouldn't come to church. They will quit. Will that make you happy? That wouldn't make you happy. That wouldn't make me happy. And eventually, their salvation, they might lose their salvation because they are going to give up on God because God has given up on them. But today, the word of God is urging us that we should pray for people in higher authority. If I pray for the president and the president makes good decision, it's going to affect my well-being. If I pray for the governor of Connecticut and he makes good decision, 
It's going to affect your well-being. The word of God is coming to us this morning that we should pray for people in higher authority. Very soon we'll be, getting, we'll be entering into a time of prayer. I'm just trying to pinpoint certain things to you so that you add it to your prayer topics. Because if those people in higher authorities are making good and effective decisions, it affects you. Yesterday, the apostle was preaching and he said, we should never talk bad about the flag and we should pray for the flag of the nation USA. Because if the nation is suffering, you are not going to get your money. You are not going to be at peace. We will be praying for people in higher authority. And it's my prayer that we intercede on their behalf that the Most High God will give them divine wisdom to rule over the people they are ruling over. We'll be praying for our families also, for the family of the neighbor sitting next to you. And we are going to ask the Holy Spirit to give them divine wisdom so that they can manage their household well. If they are at peace, I am at peace. If they are able to thrive in the Spirit, they are able to grow in the Lord, I'm also growing. Because what they learn is what they are going to teach me. What they know is what they are going to practice. And as we are meeting each other, we are just sharing ideas. We are just praying and keeping each other up. Hallelujah. Why should I intercede? Because God told me to intercede. And very soon, we'll be interceding for people in higher authorities. When we say higher authorities in my household, it's me and my wife. We are the higher authorities in my household. Whatever we say is final. Amen. I know in your household also, it's your mom and dad. Whatever they say is final because they have the higher authorities. Amen. Why should I intercede? Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Esther chapter 4. Esther chapter 4. And I read, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you are alone, you alone of all Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and for you if you remain silent at this time. Esther chapter 4, verse 13. This, is, this was Mordecai's reply to Esther. Do you think you will escape there in the palace when all the Jews are killed? 14. If you keep quiet at this time like this, God will deliver the Jews from some other source, but you and your relatives will die. What's more? Who can say but that God brought us into this palace for such a time. Then Esther sent this message to Mordecai. Go and gather together all the Jews of Shanham and fast for me. Do not eat and drink for three days, three nights or days. And I and my mates will do same. This story we just read is talking about Esther, Mordecai, Haman and the Jews. Haman plotted to kill all the Jews. 
he had a specific day. When you read several versions of the Bible, it's able to give you the specific date that they were supposed to kill all the Jews. Some version of the Bible was saying 28th February. So he had a specific date to kill all the Jews. But what we just read was a message Mordecai sent to Esther. That Esther, you don't have to stay there. You have to do something. And Esther, being Esther, told the people to pray. And they prayed. And lo and behold, God brought salvation. We will be praying very soon. It doesn't matter what is going on in your life. The prayer of the, the fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. We are going to stand in the gap for each other and we are going to intercede on each other's behalf. It's not going to be about me. It's not going to be about what I need. But it's going to be about what my neighbor needs. I know definitely God is going to bring deliverance to whoever is going through anything. But I want to be a part of it. I want to be it be that by my prayers, by what I did, God expedited the services he was doing to each other. By my prayer, by what I did, God brought salvation. Esther and the people prayed, and God brought salvation. This morning, we'll be praying real soon. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Just believe in the Most High God. You have run to the church for salvation. And this morning, you are not going to go the same. Amen. When the people met and prayed, God brought salvation. It wasn't about just Esther's well-being. It was about other people. This morning, we are going to pray for other people, not us. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 12, verse 4. That will be my last Bible verse, and I'll bring the sermon to an end. Acts chapter 12, verse 4. Acts 12, 4. Acts 12, 4. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church earnestly prayed for him. Amen. The church earnestly prayed for him. They were interceding for him. I'm sure what Peter went through was a lot. So when he was in the jail, he was probably tired and just finding a rough surface to, to sleep on. Because we know when you are arrested, they keep dragging you, pulling you left, right, center. You lose your focus. So I'm sure he was tired. He was worn out from what he has gone through the day. So what did he do? He was asleep while the church was praying. This morning we are going to pray. If there be any person amongst us who has been arrested, who is in bondage, we are going to pray and we are going to break every yoke, every bondage each and every other person is going through. This morning, the word of God has come to us. What is holding you back? I am here to intercede for you. The Holy Spirit is interceding for you. The Most High God is interceding for you. You are not in this alone. I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. 
Because God is interceding for you. The Holy Spirit is interceding for you. I am interceding for you. And you are interceding for somebody else. God bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. There is power.